Yeah, I mean, if I can say this one thing, I think there is a place and time for stock agency photography to be used. Uh, not when it comes to people. Photographs of your clients, of your employees, of yourself, you can't go with something that's stock. I mean, there's, I mean, you're not presenting yourself in an authentic manner if you're using somebody else's photographs on your website. Welcome to Market Space, a podcast for everyone who's sick of gimmicky, inauthentic marketing advice. Join me, Rebecca Mead, and my co-host, Cheryl Rice, for a no-holds-barred, unscripted, opinionated conversation on marketing for small business. In this episode, we're joined by an insightful and remarkably skilled photographer to explore the value that real photography can have for your website and your business. If you like what you hear, you can hear more when you subscribe to Market Space on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and have each new episode delivered directly to your favorite device. And here we go. Market Space episode number eight, telling a better story, the value of investing in photography for your business with Seishu. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Market Space. This is Cheryl Rice. Hi, Rebecca. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, thanks, Cheryl. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much Good. for joining us today. Listen, we have got a really interesting topic today and a fantastic guest to, uh, to tell us more about it. We're going to talk about the importance of imagery and photography on your website and how much you can do with that. So, Rebecca, tell us about our guest today. Sure. So I'm really excited that, that he is here with us today because I've known um, Seishu for many, many years, and he is my go-to for any time I need help with client photography. He's done my headshot, and I am due for a new one, but he, he does a great job on my headshot. I always get compliments. Um, Seishu is a portrait photographer um, who helps busy busy business executives um, and our, us small business owners project a really positive presence for their clients and their peers. Um, his business is called Connecticut Headshots uh, and serves the marketing and communication departments in medical, real estate, financial, actuarial science, educational, and law practices located in the state of Connecticut and beyond. Um, and one of the Aside from his technical abilities, one of the real um, reasons why I like referring him is because he has this incredible ability to engage with the people that he's photographing. He makes us all relaxed. Um, and I think that, as he will talk about, makes it a much better experience all across the board. And the outcomes are so much better because he really captures the personality and the uniqueness of each one of the people that he photographs. Um, you know, this has garnered him some incredible reviews and over 75 star reviews and, and testimonials on Google. Um, his background as a photojournalist, which I know he'll be speaking about, um, is really helps him be more agile and adapt to uh, quickly changing scenarios, but, you know, and always kind of finding that right moment um, and that not typical um, business portrait. So that's really the fun part about it. So, I, you know, Seishu, like us, we live in Connecticut. He's from Avon. Um, he lives with his um, wife and he has two sons. Um, and he is so I'm just so excited to have him here today. So welcome, Seishu. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. It's great. This is fun. Totally fun. 
Very good. Well, thank you again for, for joining us today. And we'd like to start out by talking a little bit about the philosophy of photography. Obviously, you have been a photographer in many different genres for a long time, so you really understand what can be accomplished with a good photograph. So talk to us a little bit about how uh, the right kind of photography can really be used to, to, to boost a website and to make it great. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I got to, I've got to lean back a little bit and think about my background in photojournalism and how I got started. And uh, when you were just, uh, you know, saying those words or asking me those questions just now, I went back literally within nanoseconds back to that time. And in Japan, when I was studying there, uh, where I'd walked into a uh, department store and seen this gallery of amazing photojournalism by a, a, a photographer named Mary Ellen Mark. And the impact that she made on that day is why I'm here today. Uh, the fact is, those photographs left my jaw hanging. I could not believe that that kind of work was even possible. But it, it is that impact that I think we should all be talking about and thinking about, because photography has this ability to make an impact. Uh, it has the ability to to persuade. It, it has an ability to inform. It has the ability to make people feel about whatever it is that you are your business is about. And I think that's where I come in now. You know, the fact is I've spent a good deal of time studying photojournalism, being a photojournalist, being a photo editor, looking at thousands and thousands of pictures as a photo editor at ESPN, which is, I know, a related site, but uh, it taught me to look for expression and emotion and timing and, and all of this all of this is that is important for any business owner at, at this point point in time of their 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 lives right now they're trying to tell stories and and visual stories are king i mean they're just it's just no no mm -hmm. no doubt about it you know that's how i feel very strongly about what i do is it it helps people make an impact not just for themselves but also for their clients um absolutely i think we connect emotionally with photography so it helps us understand if we're in the right place right seishu yeah, the right place, uh, the right decision you're making in terms of relationships. You know, you know, as a as a as a small business owner, and uh, we're always, you know, really working on relationships first. I mean, understanding what uh, our clients' needs are, and you just can't say, uh, you know, to somebody who's who's called on the like on the phone or contacted you on on your email, hey, uh, I've got. Uh, I've got something for you to buy. I mean, it comes from understanding what it is that uh, they need first. And once they see what you're able to produce for them, uh, they understand that, you know, this is a process. I don't know if I'm, if I'm responding to your question right off the bat, but it, it is about making those relationships count. And that it comes a lot easier when some, someone can see what it is that they can expect versus, mm -hmm. versus waiting and reading you know, and being then convinced about it. It's also responding to different ways that we learn and take in information. Some people prefer to read. However, most of us, you know, make an instant connection with an image. And like you said, helps us start that no like trust conversation yeah. that is so important when we're making those purchase decisions um, and can help move us down to, you know, as, as a visitor to a website or, uh, you know, a reader of collateral um, where there's good strong imagery it can help us start to feel 
differently about this person and differentiate, you know, them against somebody else that we may be evaluating. Yeah, I I, I completely uh, agree with you. Uh, I think it comes down to, I mean, let's take a situation where there are, there are two businesses. One has wonderful real you know, photographs of the actual business and the other one does not. It's just a bunch of words on a website, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as human beings, we are, we have eyes. Most of us are, have vision. So we are quick to look at something and say, okay, mentally we are able to understand what, what it is that we are looking at or feeling as soon as that something is, mm-hmm. is, is seen, we, we're making some judgments on, okay, we, we can connect or we cannot connect, you know? And I think it's easier to do that when you have something visual versus a page of just words, which just takes a lot more time. I mean, some people do like to read, I get that. But I think most people uh, would, would like to see what it is that some business has to offer first. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it could be it could be as simple as a as a headshot. I mean, a a, a, a a headshot that conveys confidence and friendliness and professionalism can go a lot lot farther, I think, than one where there is no headshot. I mean, I've uh, and and photographers, uh, you know, whose websites I, I look at all the time. Some some photographers don't even have headshots of their own, and I'm and it's a missed opportunity, unfortunately, I feel. And I think this is where most businesses can sort of make the shift to saying we are people connecting with other people first. And being able to do that visually is, is I think, step number one. You know, that's so right, because I think we all understand how quickly uh, people make decisions on on websites and in the, the digital world that we're in now. It's uh, we're so quick to to swipe left, swipe right. You know, it's in, in milliseconds. So I think that having the right imagery up front first, as opposed to a bunch of copy, is just a smart thing to do. So you know, Seisha, when we're thinking about putting a website together as a business owner or as somebody who's consulting with a business owner, what? what would be your recommendations for the best approach to the imagery for a website? You know, let's say it's a B2B website, somebody's selling services. So a B2B service, you know, still has to serve people, you know, it comes down to who's who, who their audience is, who's going to be using their product. Uh, if you can give me an example of a, of a company that might help. I mean, no, no need to mention an, an actual company, an accounting firm. An accounting firm. Okay. An accounting firm, sometimes, uh, you know, people think, oh my God, you know, it's just a bunch of numbers, right? And forms and tax forms and this and that. But, you know, I know from having just had my taxes done, I, it is a person to person business, regardless. I mean, you're, I'm sitting there with my wife doing our taxes with our CPA and it's, it's, a, it's a conversation back and forth. Did you you know, tell me a little bit about the, this expense. Tell me a little bit about your investments. Tell me a little bit about this. Being able to convey that conversation in photographs for that accounting firm, right? It could mean it could mean connecting with their future clients or even current clients. Mm-hmm. Be able to tell people, okay, this is how you can expect us to relate to you, versus it all being online. I mean, there's lots of online apps now that that do accounting, right? You can punch in, put in a bunch of numbers and it spits out a a 1099 or whatever. 
but that's not what most people are doing. They're they're actually working with their bookkeepers and they're working with their their CPAs. And even on a, a large accounting firm, whether it's B two B, when they're you know the, the accounting firm is really helping another business out there, you're still having to sit down and ask questions and make make things uh, make it make it easy for people to understand that it is going to be a dialogue. It is going to be a conversation. So my first my first uh, inkling as a photographer is to think about so how do you convey that message that you know it takes a conversation. It takes uh, a sitting. It takes sitting down. It takes uh, spending a little bit of time, you know, to understanding what it is that the the business does. So photographs can do that. It can it can convey the idea that you are going to sit down in a beautiful office space, and we're going to talk about your 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 numbers. And it could be a, a laptop in front of you. It could be a laptop in front of them. It doesn't matter. With no, just mm-hmm. graphics, uh, gra- you know, graphs and graphics and and numbers all on the screen, but people are talking and engaging with each other, right? I mean, I think that goes much, much farther than saying, "Yep, we're an accounting firm. Come and see us." Because we, it's about connection, and we want right. to feel comfortable. We want to feel like they understand us, that they work with people like us. So we want to identify with the people that are in the picture Absolutely. as well, right? I mean, yeah. it, it can convey your personality it can convey your your the ambiance of your office space so people don't think it's some back alley thing you know you you're actually heading into a a nice beautiful building right uh so everything says something to your potential client or even your current client to say hey yeah this this business is legit you know we can we mm-hmm. can do business with these people and mm-hmm. i can see that this is who I'm potentially going to be working with. And I think that sense of, uh, you know, assurance, I think is what most people, most businesses want. Uh, And they don't go far enough sometimes, you know, to make that happen uh, to their detriment, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, and also having pictures of real people that, you know, the real employees of your company and all are so, is so important because, knowing who I'm going to go see and sit with, it, it, it starts, already starts that conversation going. You, it breaks down that barrier immediately, I think. A hundred percent. I think, yeah. uh, I mean, there's, there's, there are companies that invest, I want to say invest rather than spend, uh, invest a good <laughs> deal of their resources and time in terms of production, in terms of understanding and, and being clear on what their story is and what their mission is and how to say their, you know, to convey their, their mission, uh, through photographs. And there are those that simply say, no, we're going to just end up using photographs from a a stock agency and using stock pictures. And I, Mm -hmm. I have to ask myself, like, who's being serious here, you know, with their business, who, who's really taking it to another level and when saying, we're going to do this for our business because ultimately we're really helping our clients understand how we can best help them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm getting into another topic that, you know, that is also an important <laughs> thing, which is, uh, you know, why are we so, <laughs> so hung up on stock photos of people we don't even know, you know, in mm-hmm. our, in our company, company website. And this is, I think, again, a, the wrong thing to do. Uh, and I hope, uh, businesses listening in can just sort of understand that, yeah, you know, the best storytellers are your own employees and the folks who work around you. You know, your clients are 
are are are, are your best ambassadors. You know, work mm-hmm. with them. You know, and your clients are worth it. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I, it, it, you know, comes back to that L'Oreal thing because I'm worth it. But I think as a business owner, making that investment and really showcasing, you know, who you are and how you want to be, uh, how you inter- engage with clients is so important to your clients. It's giving them something, a gift in a way. Um, now, how do you feel about, you know, a, a lot of times I'll get clients who come to me and they just don't have the budget to work or they believe they don't have a budget to work with a photographer at the beginning. So sometimes we do have to start with stock photos and then we engage a photographer to help us better tell their story, you know, once they've um, grown a little bit, had some more revenue. Um, What are some things that they can consider, you know, when when the the very beginning of of the planning process for a website or collateral, what are some things that they should consider about a working with a photographer um, to help them better understand the investment and or budget for that investment? The first step would be to, to, to gauge the portfolio of the photographer, understanding whether the photographer's work in the past says something to you personally, you know, brings up emotions to you personally that say this person can do the job for you. I think there's a, mm-hmm. That that would be my first step. I'd be like, yeah, f- let's make sure that it's a good fit for your business. You know, uh, everything's aligned. Everything's yeah. aligned, right? Uh, as far as the investment goes, I think it comes from a conversation that photographers and the businesses need to have together. The businesses need to say, can, they, they can easily say, okay, our budget is, let's say $5,000, right? And for $5,000, we'd like to be able to do a short list of things. A photographer, depending on their experience level, their uh, ability to produce the work, you know, based on what they're seeing on the list. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it, there are things on the list that just because it's on the list doesn't mean it can be produced, <laughs> at least not for that $5,000 budget. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it could be easily something sure. that can, you, can, you can take out and say, okay, I'm so sorry, but I can't, I can't include this, but I can, I can do the rest of it, you know. So that conversation, again, has to take place. It has to come from a place of like, let's discover what it is that we can do for each other, with each other. Um, and if it's only all about money and, and nothing else, and it's not about the final delivery of the photographs and how the photographs are going to be used and what value that brings to the company or the business, mm-hmm. uh, then it may not be a good fit at this point in time for the business to, to get into that, you know, uh, so I don't know if I'm answering your question again, but it is. No, absolutely. I, I, you know, and I think, yeah. are there any bare minimums? I mean, I think like you mentioned earlier, you had a photographer who didn't have headshots on of himself on his own site. Yeah. I mean, to me, having a picture of the person that I'd be ultimately working with is so very important. So I would say that's usually the primary. Sure. Would you agree? I agree. Uh, I think every, I mean, uh, of course, this is total bias talking because I'm a headshot photographer. So, like, of course, I'm going to say, you know, everybody's got to have a headshot, a beautiful headshot, right? But I think going back to what I've said already, you know, you're you're giving your audience a chance to connect with you first and foremost through these photographs of yourself, of your of your team, and it 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 breaks the the wall down a little bit. 
you know, there is no like, okay, now there's a sense of familiarity that, okay, when mm-hmm. someone calls and says, hey, um, my name is Tom. Oh, yeah, Tom, I saw your photograph online and or I know a little bit more about you because I've seen your photograph and read your bio, right? That combination goes, um, uh, uh, so, goes so far in, term, in terms of creating that relationship or starting that relationship. So I think photographs of individuals of your team is supremely important. Um, and it really does not matter what business you're in. I think everybody needs, to, I mean, if you're picking up of, if you're going off of Google, right? And mm-hmm. you're saying, okay, I want to, I'm looking for a plumber, let's say. And I don't see what the plumber looks like. And some random person shows up on my door. You think I'm going to let him in or her in? <laughs> I mean, really, you know? I know there's there are businesses that actually say this is who's going to show up, right? And those businesses do so much better, I think, than other businesses that just sort of are random. Well, much more easily referable. Easily I, mean, I would referable. certainly refer Absolutely. somebody to somebody I felt really comfortable right. with, you know, and who is ultra ultra professional. Yeah. I, I, so I think going back to your question, <laughs> Rebecca, yeah. having a headshot is important. Headshots, you know, can range in terms of pricing. Can it can be anything? I mean, it all depends again on the on the photographer, on the level of experience the photographer has, and and, and also about what it is that is delivered. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so there's a the, and the end use purpose and, and of the what's end delivered. Use is important as well. You know, if there are yeah. photographs that are going to end up on a billboard on you know Route 84, that's one price. If it's going to be on a website or a, or a brochure or business cards, you know, we all have to sort of sit and think a little bit about what it is that the the end use is going to be like and mm-hmm. base it on that. So there's no like set one price. Now, if we're talking about photographs of a whole team and, you know, we're talking 10, 15, 20, 30 people in, in a business that, that all need headshots, mm. then I'd probably recommend working with a photographer who has a day rate has a flat day mm-hmm. rate and those day rates can also vary from you know two thousand dollars to fifty thousand dollars it really depends yeah well i would i would say it depends on their experience but also how they set it up their efficiency all that type right. of thing too. yeah absolutely yeah there are lots of moving parts to creating a, a so-called headshot day you know I've, I'm, I'm in talks with at least two different businesses right now and it's a slow process. And one I, uh, I recall working with back in November and we still haven't done the shoot because of COVID, you know, and just wanting to just wait it all out a little bit. So that photo shoot's coming up at the end of March. It may get moved again, depending on mm. how many people are vaccinated, how many people are, you know, doing, doing well health-wise. So lots of factors involved in putting a photo shoot like that together uh, versus an individual who wants a headshot, I'm and I'm all set up here in my home studio to do that, and you know, to work with individuals or even a, a small group of three or four people who can individually come in for their headshots. You know, we can work that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's somebody who's who needs something on site, you know, it, it is going to take a little bit of time, and that's what I do. I have conversations, find out exactly how comfortable they're they're feeling about their 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 they're hosting me, I guess, in their location. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes from there. Well, you know, you, you brought up a point um, that I found really interesting. 
um, actually in our conversation before this one, um, about the work you've been doing for the prep school. Um, and it made me start thinking about the fact that, you know, once you have the right fit with somebody, having that long-term relationship really helps build that brand because they, that photographer knows you, you know, the, the photographer knows the client really well. They have a trust factor going. So tell me a little bit about that. Cause I mean, that's a long-term engagement that you've had. And, um, how, how is that different than the, than the headshot work that you do? That's a great question. I, I, I have worked with prep schools now for a little over 10 years and, uh, and you're right. I think it comes with understanding what their brand is all about, what they're trying to set you know, who are they trying to talk to? It's usually alums and of course parents, but also students, right? So there are three people that these schools are really engaged with almost on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And working with prep schools, um, I think the, the, the best way I could say this is that whether it's a prep school or or independent business or a conglomerate or with, you know, multiple offices, everybody's looking for one thing. It's, it's consistency, right? It's to be able to tell the story consistently. And how do you do that? You, if, if I, if, if I wanted to uh, send somebody else in my stead to photograph an event on the, the prep school campus, for instance, I can be sure that the way that the, the other photographer sees the, the school or experiences the school is very different from the way I would experience it. There's no mm -hmm. right or wrong way, but it's just a different way. And, and knowing my clients and knowing what they're looking for, I would just be in, in a better position to bring those photographs to life for them versus somebody else. And I, I'm not saying I'm better than the other photographer or anything like that. I'm just saying just because of that relationship over time, I've come to understand, mm -hmm. okay, this is what they're looking for. These are, these are the kinds of moments and the, those kinds of expressions in the kids' faces that are going to make it into the view book. They're going to make it into mm -hmm. their website. They're gonna, it's going to make it into their so, uh, social media feed. All of this adds value ultimately for them. And that's what you're, you're there for as a photographer is to be able to bring some value, some great value, hopefully, to your clients. Whether again, whether it's prep schools or whatever, that value comes from producing work consistently, knowing what they are looking for and doing it you know, to a point where you're still, as an artist, producing work in your own way. Your own vision comes through. But you're saying, I want to make sure that the client's able to use these photographs, right? Mm -hmm. I think this is this is where you know uh, I I I I'm I, I I'm going to stick to the idea that I'm I'm here as a business for my clients to make sure that their work, uh, their photography is consistent and mm -hmm. their messaging is clear. If it's not clear um, and it's muddled for for whatever reason, and they just they're not able to be helped through whatever I'm producing, then I failed. So they, well, I think yeah. you brought it up earlier too the the importance of having that relationship because that's where that 
that comes into play where they really truly understand the value that you bring. You have the longevity, the, the consistency across the, of the imagery, but it also aligns completely with the, the brand messaging, the overall brand messaging. So, you know, I think some folks think, well, I'm just going to hire a photographer. They can take it da, 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 and move on. And then the next time I need one, I'll pick another photographer. But I've seen that happen too. And what happens is you get these very disjointed images that just don't, align with any of their brand messages and that confuses ultimately that confuses the web visitor or the consumer of that information oh absolutely um i agreed you know i think it comes down to having conversations again you know again Mm -hmm. listen if someone picks up the phone and says how much and that's all they're worried about I, i i I tend to slow them down a little bit because they're racing to the end and Mm -hmm. there is no conversation about pricing until I know exactly what they are looking for. And having those conversations are, is supremely important for me because I know having done this in the, the, you know, for 20 years now, the first few times when someone picks up the phone or emails me and says, how much I would always say, okay, here's a, here's a price, you know, not understanding what it is that they are really looking for. I think Mm -hmm. that's changed over the last, you know, 15 years or so, you know. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, I think you're right. You know, being on brand means having those having those conversations first, understanding what it is that they're looking for and then being able to tell them, honestly, yes, I can deliver or no, I'm so sorry. That's just out of my scope. I, I can refer you to somebody else who's a better fit for you. I do feel like we should probably touch on on one thing real quick here, because I know there's a lot of people um, in our audience who are on the smaller side, who are just starting out, and they might be thinking to themselves, well, yeah, it would be great to have a, a professional photographer to come in and help me with stuff. But the fact is, the internet is full of photos. I'll just grab some photos off the internet and, and put them on my website, and it'll look pretty good. Could you speak a little bit to uh, the idea of of rights and what photos you can use and can't use, that kind of thing? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we are inundated with photos. Social media is definitely not helping matters, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a it's a matter of just clicking on and looking at Instagram and your your it's a photo after photo after photo and you feel like, okay, well, this is something I can do. I can, I'm telling a story about, uh, you know, let's say bread, you know, you're blogging about bread and you think I'm going to just find a photograph on Instagram that looks delicious. I'm just going to click copy and I'm going to put it on my website. The problem is you don't own that photograph. Uh, the, the person, actually posting the photograph may not even own the photograph. They may be actually being licensing that photograph to be able to use it in their Instagram feed. So you're treading super dangerous waters when you're, when you're swiping photographs from online or social media or another website. Uh, The copyright laws in America, at least are pretty straightforward. I mean, if you take something from somebody I mean, it's the way I'm looking at it, it's straight up theft. I mean, that's just it, you know. Plagiarism, absolutely. You're plagiarizing, you're, you're, you're stealing stuff. Uh, and the fines are pretty severe uh, from, from 
from the stories I've heard in the last even couple of weeks, photographers whose work have been used um, without permission are open to suing you for, I think it's $150,000 per situation. I mean, it's brutal. And, you know, you'll send a cease and desist, desist letter, of course, but some people don't have the patience for all that. You know, they just go right to, oh, let's pay, use something without my permission, you got to pay me. Um, so Those photos can be tracked too, right? It can be tracked. I mean, there are, yeah. there are websites, uh, you know, like, 10i.com, I think, is one of those where you can pop in your own photograph and say, where are, where are these photographs uh, where are these photographs being used? And, you know, the machines are learning constantly about photographs and understanding that not only can you, you know, plagiarize words, but you can actually copy or swipe photographs and misuse them. And it, it is giving some leverage for photographers and content creators to get their due. I mean, honestly, uh, mm -hmm. I, if I have a good relationship with my clients and I provide them with photographs and I say, based on our agreement on how much you've paid me and how much this is valuable to you, this is, this is how you can use these photographs. And let's say somebody on their team or somebody not known to them just swipes a photograph. They're not really on the hook for it, but the, the person who's actually stealing the photograph uh, is definitely going to be targeted right off the bat, you know. Um, so a lot of my work online, especially on social media, has my watermark. It's only a deterrent, uh, as we all probably know, uh, when you use Photoshop, you can totally take that watermark off, you know, mm -hmm. very quickly and easily. Uh, it's, yeah, Photoshop, if you're listening, Adobe, if you're listening, you're not doing us any favors by doing that kind of stuff. But at the same time, uh, I really do. I mean, we, we use Photoshop so much that we are grateful to for that kind of technology to be around as well. So it's a mixed bag, you know. Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I love to find out how we can find you. So how will our listeners get in touch with you, Seishu? Well, Connecticut Headshots is Connecticut all spelled out headshots.com that's really the first and only way i would probably say come and visit uh if you have uh, a, a desire to to have headshots as we have talked about how their importance uh and you want to talk to me and there's no obligation to just call me and say hey we're, we're thinking about this what do you think um i'm here to to bounce ideas off of you and happy to chat with you about your project uh and again as i said if the brand requires it and i'm able to deliver great i look forward to working with you if it doesn't and i can think of somebody else who might be a better fit i'll be the first person to say please go visit with somebody else and they'll help you out exactly what you're looking for is what they can deliver that saves us all a lot of heart ache and time and and and, and i think puts us both in, in a better footing Absolutely. Because sometimes it's just not a right fit for, right. for the outcome. Absolutely. And well, you and I have worked together, right, Rebecca? We've worked yeah. on a couple of projects now. And I think, I mean, I think you know my, my style and you know my, my approach to producing the work. And so you can think, okay, well, this kind of client will definitely be a good fit. And you've been right, you know, so thank you. <laughs> uh, and there might be projects that have come by and you go, oh, no, you know, 
say she's not going to be a good fit mm. for this. I'm going to talk to somebody else, you know, and that's that's fine. It's perfectly OK. Absolutely. I think that's the way the world should operate, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's how we pair the right people on our projects exactly. all the time exactly. is to make sure that they're going to the right fit and the right outcome so that there isn't that frustration or the miscommunication that goes on, right. you know, right. throughout the project. Yeah. 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 So thank you. I could I could talk to you about photography all day long. So um, I really appreciate your insights. And one thing you said the other day to me was that the photos are of you, but they're not for you. And I thought that really shifted how I think about it. I say this to all my clients, you know, especially the ones who come into my studio and I always say, I don't like being photographed. <laughs> I, 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 and, and the other thing they'll say is, I might break your camera. I'm like, okay, I've heard it all. You know, don't worry about it. And I always tell them, you know, if you can just for the next 15, 20 minutes, do a quick mindset shift from thinking of, oh, my God, I'm being photographed. I'm being photographed. I'm being judged to what kind of an impact this photograph of you can make for both you, your family, your business, your company, whoever. Think of how many people you can help. By making that connection i mean every person is is photographable in my opinion mm-hmm. i don't like the word photogenic by the way i just do not like the word because it, it it doesn't mean anything to me as a photographer i feel like if you have the right kind of lighting on a person and it's got to be somewhat unique to who was standing in front of you that lighting cannot be the same for everybody you know, I, I shift my lighting around depending on who I who who's in front of me, you know, just to make them look better. Right. And also the kind of expressions that you see from them. Right. And we're going to go back to that idea of somebody looking confident and approachable. Most people and I poll everybody comes through into my my studio. I say, tell me, what is it that you want these photographs to say about who you are? Eight out of ten times, it's always tell me. Uh, I want them to say, see that I'm friendly, I'm approachable, I can I can do their job, I'm credible. It boils down to confidence and approachability. Mm-hmm. You know, confident that they can do the job, that they're the right fit for the person that they're look, who's looking at them. And number two, we've talked about having conversations and being approachable. Uh, without that, there is no business to be made. You know, you if you I cannot believe anybody will go to somebody that they are they're not friends with in a sense. You know, like not friends mm-hmm. like you, you you're having dinner with them every night or whatever, but friends in the sense that okay, you can trust that person to be nice to you. <laughs> you know, right? And honest, and honest with you, forthright and honest. honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think it comes down to all of that. And when I say it's you know the photographs are of you but not for you it takes the the weight off of them right it says oh my god yeah i i'm not performing i'm not posing i i'm just being me because mm-hmm. the best version of me is what i want to i want to project out there to make a positive impact thank you you're most thank welcome you. i love this thank you for having me again on this beautiful show of yours. I'm I'm honored. Um, It's a it's it's a it's great that you are both doing this 
uh, here in Connecticut. Uh, I think that's one of the things I love about discovering uh, about Connecticut is like there are pockets of amazing things happening here and amazing people here in Connecticut. Absolutely. So, well, we it's our honor to have you here. So thank you so much for your time and all welcome. the good insights. Hey, thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that the next episode of Market Space will be delivered right to you. Visit our website for additional resources, show notes, and links. That's marketspacepodcast.com. And if you have feedback on this episode or any other, or topics that you'd like us to tackle in an upcoming episode, please share them. We look forward to hearing from you. Market Space is a production of Increative.